That was the lockdown version of One Day More from Les Miserables by the Welsh of the West End. It became a big anthem during the COVID lockdown. Our next story is also a legacy of the record lockdown in Melbourne, where Jay Dillon got to thinking about all the places in Victoria, at least an hour from the city, that would be worth a visit. He assembled them into a book with some help from other writers, and the result is Undiscovered Victoria, A Local's Guide to Finding Adventure. But as he tells Graham Kemlo, it is full of the secret places locals know in their town, places to visit, eat, drink and experience. Well, something good has come out of the tremendous lockdown that Melburnians suffered at the hands of the authorities, I guess at the hands of the Premier basically is what we're saying, the ex-Premier. And indeed, I have in my hands the result of something that grew from being forced to stay at home. I've got Jay Dillon on the line, and Jay is the founder of an organisation called One Hour Out, and he, with some of his writers, have just put together a book called Undiscovered Victoria, a local guide to finding adventure from the team at One Hour Out. Jay, welcome to Travel Writers Radio. Hi, Graham. Thanks for having us. Lovely to have you there. It's a beautiful book that you've got here, an unusual format, a square book. We love square books because (laughs) we can photograph them and they actually, all of the parts of the cover appear. Most books are, of course, portrait shape and we chop the top off, we chop the bottom off, but no, I love a square book for that funny reason. Jay, just take us back to the lockdown. Was this, you'd been doing one hour out prior to the lockdown, I assume. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we'd been running one hour out for a few years beforehand and we'd, um, with a focus on promoting all the best food, wine, nature and art experiences outside of the city. Yeah. Because um, I live and work regionally and so do uh, the rest of our team and we have a real passion for regional communities and, and letting people in the cities know what's happening Yeah. Um, out in those areas. But of course that all came to an abrupt halt <laughs> when we were forced to stay home for Almost two years. and Yeah, we can only go five kilometres at one stage. I know. I almost changed the name of the business to five <laughs> kilometres out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, yeah, I had plenty of time to um, think in that period and there was lots that um, uh, became apparent, you know, how important uh, travel is, not just to myself personally and the rest of our team, but to, to friends and family, that sense of freedom and being on the road and, and the loss of that. Um, was really the foundation for the book, mm, and and of course socialising. We we really lost the opportunities that we had enjoyed to socialise with our friends, our relatives, uh, our parents. Uh, if they if you weren't living in the same house, so you've produced a, a terrific document here, and, and I imagine this is something that over the years you'll update, would you? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I after really um, we set about to really. Un- unearth those lesser known places around Victorian and uh, since doing that I actually think I could produce a whole another edition right away Victoria is incredibly rich and diversity of experiences yeah yeah yeah. well everyone loves a secret and what you've got here is you know a few hundred pages of secrets basically because uh, I'm looking at how many pages exactly it is Two hundred and twenty. You know, I've never, never actually looked myself. I need, I need, I need strong. <laughs> yeah, I think it's two twenty if you include the index. <laughs> oh, well, that's fair enough to include that. And the, and just to give people a sense, you've got some headings here: where we walk, the water's edge; where we get close to nature; where we shop; where we eat; 
where they farm, where we drink, where we eat. So obviously, it's a it's a mix. It's a mix of information, and uh, you know, people can pick this book up. You can almost it's a bit like a dartboard. You could go to any page you like, and you know you're up for about an hour's travel to get there. And I think it's great. It's well illustrated. It's easy to uh, it's easy on the eye, which is always a, a good start. The guys at at Hardy Grant do a pretty good job, don't they? Yeah, they're very clever people, and they were wonderful at holding our hand through the process. Oh well, that's that that's good. So um, let's just talk about some of the interesting things that you came upon with this process. As you said, you've got some other writers who work with you, some of whom we know. So what did you did you brief them to once you had the once the the banner uh, dropped and we were able to uh, go further than five k's? Did you brief <laughs> them to get out there and and chase things down? What, what yeah, was the process? Actually- we just talked about all those places that we may have been, uh, may have accidentally came across while working over the last few years. Yeah, and everyone had you know amazing list of ideas um, to that, and and in addition to that, I set about just talking to a lot of locals. I made a lot of phone calls to people I'd, I had connected with over the years in various parts of Victoria and had chats to them about. Really, the brief was. Uh, what's the sort of places that only the locals really know about? Yeah. And that really would often set off uh, a whole string of thoughts and ideas of places that we should uh, check out. And uh, I think I went to just about every single spot there myself personally just to double-check it was it fitted the criteria for what we're looking for. So my poor car, I think I did something like 9,200 kilometres in the production of the book. Okay. And like one, I remember one day I, I was following dots on a Google map and I went through Seymour six times. And I, well, you're going in circles, <laughs> were you? I think I was just kept crossing back through, through there again. So it was, yeah. you know, it was very confusing. But um, it was one of experience, and 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 the book is filled with some a lot of personal experiences where I dragged my, you know, um, my poor teenagers along with me at times as well. Oh, okay. How did they react to it all? Look, you know, they. They uh, they say they don't want to go ever on yeah. these things, but I know, uh, it's unfashionable, Dad. You know. <laughs> yeah. But they, I can see all the memories that's forming in their minds, and so I know they'll look back at this time. And well, well, exactly. It. Uh, I think I think it's great. So, what's the what's the most bizarre uh, item that you've got in the book? Jay? Oh, I don't know. Um, bizarre. Well, one that was really quite a uh, eye opener. Was and and a lot of, and I must uh, preface this saying that a lot of these locations have the lockdown COVID period embedded into it. So right. there's a there's a wonderful pub in Kyneton uh, that you know before COVID was your standard uh, Palmer and Pot location. Yeah. And the owners just through that time when they weren't able to trade, uh, set back and have a think about what it is they actually wanted to do moving forward, and they totally gutted out the inside of the pub mm-hmm. and they've converted it into this incredible Euro-inspired uh, department store with uh, furniture from all around the world and a little perfumery and homewares. And then when you get upstairs, there's this Raffles-inspired uh, cocktail bar that with full of plants and, and spills out onto the veranda. It's, it's just incredible. Wow. I'd like to go there. That sounds <laughs> right. great. It's in the book. It's in the book. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, have you got any others like that? Oh, look, you know, some of my favourites were definitely um, where I had a 
the opportunity to connect with the first an area that was important to First Nations people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of or been to Den of Nargan in uh, Gippsland? No, I, I haven't. There's one on the other side of town I want to go to. It's a big old fish trap. Um, yeah, I think you've got it in here, actually. Yeah, Butch Bim, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's uh, that's another wonderful place. But those 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 experiences, I think, are particularly special. The Den of Nargans are because when you read the story, and they've got great signage there, you mm. you're given the opportunity to almost go back in time and and feel the energy from the space. And the Den of Nargans really beautiful. You sort of climb down quite a steep embankment into a really deep, dark rainforest on a dry rock uh, f- floor yeah and um, it's uh, and you walk towards the end where it opens up into a um, amphitheater with a waterfall and a uh, and a pond and there's a space on the other side underneath a cave where the where the women used to meet and tradition has it that if you're with a female you should send them first to ask permission uh, for the males to come along well sacred women's business is it yeah, and I think that that sort of connection and experience is something every Victorian should try and. Um, yeah, you know, I've got to confess, I've done this sort of thing in um, in Arizona. I lived there for a while with the uh, first the First Nations there. I've done it up in Canada. Um, I've done it over in Broome, with with an Australian First Nations uh, guide, but you know, close to home. I haven't done it. I should go and do it. I'm, I am interested in that sort of thing and some of the stories they can tell and some of the traditions that they've been following for years are fabulous. But, you know, it's sort of you get too close, I think, sometimes. Yeah, I think um, Victoria's been a little bit slow to reveal the, the stories of the First Nations people in the state, but, you know, there's some incredible locations. For example, Lake Bort um, right. has one of the most uh, densely... Um, representation of uh, scar trees anywhere in Australia. Oh, um, what, where they've taken canoes off. Yeah, okay. yeah. and yeah. They've, they've cut in holes to reach up to possums and all sorts of artefacts uh, in the in the, the trees there. Yeah. So it's very rich uh, First Nations history. In I Victoria. guess there's such an urban community here in Victoria compared, say, with the NT or WA. You know, um, we don't really have missions or any of that sort of thing uh, where you might go visit, you know. Um, mm. They're living next mm. door to you and me. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's you know? true. So yeah. perhaps it's just uh, a proximity we don't want to, want to intrude on for some reason. But, no, I think to have those sorts of things in is great. I noticed that you had you had a welcome to country in the in the book and, and I'm not surprised at all by that. Lovely photography and everything there. Um, so... Uh, what about some of your contributors? What uh, what did they come up with that um, that really intrigued you? And you then went to check them out. Yeah, well, <clears throat> um, Della uh, Vrilam is from the Ballarat region, so she has a wonderful knowledge of that area, and and she's very much into uh, shopping and um, op shops and things like that. So she sent me on some uh, wonderful adventures, checking out these incredible warehouses full of antiques and and um, items like that. Right. And Richard Cornish is a well-known no, Richard, writer in, in Victoria and he his knowledge is incredible. I, I was always trying to come up with a location that he may not have heard of. I'm not sure I succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he, he he had me going on incredible uh, adventures as well and his, 
obviously his um, connection with food in Victoria is, yeah. is outstanding, so he was great for that resource. Well, that's good. So this is not a collection of the best uh, vanilla slices or uh, pasties and pies. Uh, you know, well, it's we, ha- much we have a list of bakeries. We have a list in bakeries in there. Yeah. We have... Uh, we even have things like um, our favourite trees around the state. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some of them are still standing after 800 years. They, you know, wow. well outdate uh, our existence here, uh, the Europeans anyway. So, mm. so yeah. do you need a car to make this book useful to you or is your next book, uh, uh, you know, uh, Undiscovered Victoria by Train? No, there's lots of um, there's lots of options to get to by train in this book. Absolutely, when we and with V lines, a uh, huge reduction in uh, fees for riding on the trains these days. It's really a viable option. Okay, Jay, uh, any thought that you might do undiscovered New South Wales or South Australia or Tassie? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Tasmania's actually been done. There's a um, a cousin book, I guess you'd call it, right. called Undiscovered Tasmania. No, I love your book, uh, Jay. It's a wonderful job you've done on this. Uh, on this, and it's, you know, it's 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 maybe a little bit big for the average glove box, but it'll slip in the back of the seat, all right. If you're yeah. out and about and you want to discover something, whether it's to drink, to eat, to visit, uh, and most of the things you've got in here are free too, aren't they? I mean, there yeah, probably are absolutely. some art galleries you might pay to go into, but pretty much the things you're talking about, you can jump out of your car and just go and experience. Yeah, pretty much. That's right. No cost. Yeah. Well, I think I should encourage you to do the 2025 edition because this has just come out, so it's obviously going to cater for 2024. Um, and uh, Undiscovered Victoria Part 2. They did a lot of rocky... Uh, episodes before they gave it away, Jay. So, you know, you could do the same. Yeah, well, I hope I age as well as Sylvester Stallone. That's Indeed. all. Absolutely. Now, lovely to talk to you, and thank you so much for sharing with us all your secrets in this book, Undiscovered Victoria, published by Hardy Grant. Jay Dillon was speaking with Graham Kemlow. For more information, visit onehourout.com. This is the Travel Writer Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. And that brings our first hour to a close, but do stay tuned to J-Air 88FM as we'll be back at 6pm with the second hour of Travel Writers Radio. We are the wild, we are the free, and our fire burns eternally. We'll travel far, far as the eyes can see. We are the wild and free.